Podboys Productions. Welcome back to Ball Bands on Brooklyn Rebound Podcast. My name is Padre, mm. and I'm a niffleholic. I'm a, I'm a oh boy. foosball addict. I have to admit to the listener and to you now, I guess you guys might have known this already, but I'm, I'm fully addicted to the game, the game of NFL football, so much so that few days ago when the uh, AFC and NFC championship games played, I was in Guatemala with my lovely fiance. We were having a little vacation. It was, it was celebrate my birthday, frankly. Trip was for me. We could have been out on that Sunday uh, frolicking uh, in the Guatemalan countryside. Uh, could have been hiking on a volcano. Could have been getting in some local culture down at the market but no i made us go to an american barbecue restaurant and a mall in a mall what is it was it, it mall? or was it it was like a fancy mall and i guess a nicer part of guatemala city um Hanam, and watch some of this the game so i did see i know we're gonna want to be talking about these these games the championship games i was able to see the first half of the afc championship Missed the second half. Then I saw the first half. I saw about quarters one, two, and four of the NFC Championship. Quarter three was when everything went down. The game flow changed and all the big stuff happened, I think. But anyway, that's where I'm coming that's from. So I was... Team, though. Well, that was the Niners' lines. Right. Okay. NFC Championship. Did you watch these? Uh... So I remembered they were on. Well, that's the first step. That's the first step. And only because I knew that football season, like I was being outside, right? And I was like, man, it's getting cold now and colder and there's more snow. That means football season is almost over now, right? Like this is that period. And and the days are getting bigger, bright, uh, longer now. So you know we've turned the page. Yeah. And I know it's a very hard time for people like yourself. To not have Sundays anymore. It's going to be, yeah, speaking of first steps, I mean, I just took the first step and invented my problem. Yeah, it's going to get bad. We're not going to have them anymore. Is there a lot of snow outside of Studio C's here now, by the way? I mean, there was, uh, we're, we're supposed to get a big storm coming in again. Actually, a lot of yeah, Midwest, a lot of the Northeast, they're supposed to get piled on with that, that epic snow. Uh, they're calling it the most epic of snows. And in Connecticut, I don't. Every day there's been like some flurries here and there, and like people freak out. You know, like when when there's snow. Luckily, you know, I know how to drive. Get all weathers at all times with my eyes closed as I need it. But that still doesn't take away the pain that when I come home on a Sunday, and from working or going out or somewhere and and wanting to watch some sports, I usually turn on the tube. I watch some football. And I turned it on to the Ravens 
Chiefs game expecting like not really a game, really. You know, like I didn't expect there to be a boy, really. Kind of, I thought I thought some reason that you know this was going to be the turn for Lamar Jackson, and he's going to turn up like forty-two points or something like that. And he didn't. I thought the the Ravens were going to blow out the Chiefs. Yeah, at home because of uh, because of that. But I also remembered me saying to myself and on this podcast that home field yeah. doesn't matter really. So yeah. I do know. So I do have a personal story about the Ravens. So my cousin was part of the marching band for the Ravens in 1998 when the goose was loose. Chet Dilfer uh, and Ray Lewis uh, were involved in, but it's Sasa. Yeah, the Dilfer loose. Yeah. They're all there. And my cousin was part of the mar- marching band. I didn't know. A lot of teams, some teams have marching bands. Uh, the Ravens have because they, were, they took their band in the middle of the night and left Cleveland, right? And they, they were playing yeah. out, walking and alternate on, right? Yeah. yeah. So he was part of the band and he, he went to the Super Bowl. He went to the, uh, he went to the conference championship and he was at the home field. And I think he was on TV because. They had gone into the stands or something, and he jumped. One of them jumped in, kind of like a Lambo leap, but like uh, he was at least on the big street. He said, "Eight members," and he's based. He was part of the Ravens organization. Well, he did get a ring though, so that's fucked up. I think we should. Van uh, doesn't get rings. Why band members don't get rings? Because I know like people that work for the Mets and stuff. They got an NLCS ring for 2015. I mean, just for winning the NLC, yeah, not even the championship. Were they everyone? Were, were these people working for the Mets playing music and stuff? Yeah. And, no, they were part of the organization. I think they worked in marketing or PR or something like that. But like, why was there no band that I saw on TV? And the only music that seemed to be important was anything Taylor Swift related. It's it's messed up. I think there's there's just a lot of things that the NFL should look into. You know more. Because this team was, you want them to dig up this thing from twenty years ago, plus years ago, investigation yeah. into the the bad not getting rings, or do you just yeah. want it to going forward? Them, to- I want going. I want maybe we should do pre bad day like repar- reparation. <laughs> I guess that would kind of. I don't, I don't think everyone's used the word reparations in context of uh, something commercial. Super Bowl rings, yeah, I don't, my political, yeah, but you get you get you get first takes here. Also, is Taylor going to get a ring when, if the Chiefs rather win the Super Bowl this year? Well, it's because they're going to, that, maybe that's, maybe they need that to get, start getting the musicians their rings. That's, yeah. We're real NFL pundits here, so we don't want to talk about Taylor too, Taylor too much, you know, but I think she deserves a ring for getting the ratings of NFL history. Like every single NFL game has been freaking. Bananas with ratings. They they've beaten out every award show. They've beaten out any like red even finals for the MLB finals for NHL finals for the NBA. Like just every. Well, I mean, with, you know. with, with that, that's really no surprise in most cases. There, like the NFL, regardless, is I mean certainly bigger than baseball. Its ratings have been tanking every like it's it's the biggest by by a large margin. So yeah, I don't, no, but I getting bigger. But yeah, it is. Great. Except that Chiefs Ravens game was the. Highest rated non Super Bowl game ever, I believe. What a high, yeah, that's right. But it so, was an entertaining game. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was a well, you just said it was boring. And I said I only watched the first half because I had to get on a Boston Baltimore. I watched the second but, half. Or, or, okay, so that's good. The pod is we watched the whole thing. Yeah. He said yeah. together. I watched the highlights of the second half 
the, the following day. It looks obviously the Chiefs didn't even score, and the Ravens only scored a field goal. So yeah, uh, offensively, it was not much going on. Well, I mean, it was both teams were playing good defense, I guess. So, but which I I looked at that's entertaining to me. Like that's not going to be a boring game. But there was some that I mean, some people are complaining about. Uh, obviously, a lot of people wanted the Ravens to win. It kind of it sucks. Chiefs Niners, and then it, it could have been obviously Lions Ravens. Um, most of America wanted that. I didn't because I'm obviously a Ravens huge hater as a Browns fan, but but I was rooting for the Lions. So Lions Chiefs was my idea. I said on the pod last week. I picked the Ravens. So did you? I think we both picked the Niners. Maybe you picked the Lions. I can't remember now. But like, so a lot of people wanted that. So some people are saying like the Ravens got screwed over by some calls, some non calls, things like that. And like Goodell and the NFL wants the Taylor Super Bowl, all this stuff. Do you think there's anything? I mean, a couple on the uh, most of the bad calls were in the second half that I missed, but I saw a little bit of it on the recap, or I've heard a little about it. some some bad holding calls, mess things like that, not calling it equally. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, everything's going to be under a, a microscope after the game is said and done. And I'm sure there's validity. I don't remember any too much questionable calls. I remember I've seen the highlights of uh, some calls that should have went the Ravens' way, but I mean. That's the thing. Like, we don't, the Super Bowl is not played at any home field at all. You get one game, you get one shot, you know, things are not going to go your way all the time. I think that's probably the beauty of, of football in that way, or like a tournament like March Madness, you know, one game, one shot, you know, it's not necessarily the best team won. Now, if they played a three game series, I think the Ravens wins that series, you know, like I think they have enough really? adjustments to do that. But I feel ultimately good with what the Super Bowl presented. I thought the controversy of the, the was called the, um, all this conspiracy theories talking about, you know, I think we had one talking on our show, talking about the colors, the schemes of the Super Bowl. And oh, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was supposed to be Raiders. It was supposed to be Baltimore. Niners. Okay. Yeah. We talked about it being uh, two different teams that were probably <laughs> just as good as them. I think it was kind of shoehorned up uh, two teams that we wanted, which... Uh, yeah, right. Both, uh... But then there's all the other people that were on TikTok going viral saying, like, oh, there's no way the NFL's going to miss a chance of Eminem and Taylor Swift attending the game. So meaning, like, it was bankroll then that Detroit was going to make this yeah. happen. I'd have some hesitancy. I picked them. I had some hesitancy, though. I thought... You did pick them, okay. But did did you watch that one or did you see any? I did. Wa- I did watch that one. That was exciting. I was excited to watch it. Yeah. So, like I was kind of saying, I missed. I ended up missing the, basically the third part. Look, that so you only saw the comeback. I saw the first half. I saw the. I saw the. I basically missed the part where Detroit started completely blowing it, and then I got. I clicked. I got the game out again just as the Niners tied it. So I saw I the a lot of people appreciate the comeback and then the go ahead. Same here. Same here. Because I think I was a little footballed out that day for some reason so i was watching more important 90 day put it on that yeah put it yeah yes so i had it on a small screen i had it on an ipad i wasn't really paying attention then my apple tv was like hey you know the niners just came back i was like no they didn't this is bullshit yeah i thought this was this is a foreground of gluten i was gonna have an eight mile you know i just challenged you you know rat run rabbit run so yeah I thought, I mean, like you're saying, the game, and like, you don't have to pay attention. I thought the game was over. Like, I was at that barbecue restaurant in Guatemala. How was it? Uh, How was it? 
Actually, it was surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. It was like a Texas style barbecue. Like it must have been some expat that went there and opened it. But mm-hmm. so we, I, I was like, oh, we can leave. Like it's twenty four seven at the half. Then we went back to the hostel, and I was, I didn't think that Wi Fi would be good enough, but I decided to check if I could get it on my phone, and I was able to. It was stuttering a little bit, but then, yeah, when I got the phone back out, and like I was saying, I got in right when the Niners basically scored to the time touchdown, and then I, I guess there's like a bad a Jameer Gibbs fumble of a rookie, like right after the Niners had scored, and like all this confluence of events leading to an epic choke by the Lions. Campbell, Dan Campbell was making some questionable calls with his uh, going, keep going for it on fourth down, and I'm not getting it, not taking the points, and the flow of the game just completely reversed. But the, the Detroit, this is the Lions, it's typical of the Lions, honestly, blowing it like this. I mean, ultimately, you're not surprised in a way. You feel bad? As a brown- yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel, well, we were talking also about, you were trying to get into this last time, is there a Cleveland-Detroit rivalry? There's a little bit, but not, it's not. There's no Browns. All, all Browns fans were rooting against the Ravens and for pretty sure, like myself. Go, going back to the um, Baltimore aspect of thing, again, most people at the Patriots were rooting for that, I, I believe. And like Lamar Jackson's also polarizing, but a lot of people are on his side because of people being against them and all this stuff. So I don't, he didn't play well. He's not played very well in the playoffs his career so far. Two playoff wins only. Only one out of those two games did he really to play well, which was last other week against the Texans. I don't know. It's like he's going to win the MVP again in all likelihood. Second MVP in six years or whatever. But is he like a regular season wonder? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I still think he could get there, but I hope he doesn't if he's going to continue to be on Baltimore, which I'm sure he will. But right. uh, like Mahomes conversely fourth Super Bowl in five years coming in. Some guys just have that winning tendency somehow, and then they start to accumulate calls and stuff for them, maybe, but, and it snowballs from there, but I don't know. Do you think to, uh, that anyone was out coached though? Like, do you think our... Yeah, I think, uh, Andy Reid, you were talking him up last time too, which I was, yeah. I generally agree with. He definitely out coached Baltimore. I mean, but the Bucs, one of the main reasons it seems like the Ravens lost is due to their offensive coordinator and their play calling. They completely abandoned the run game, which is asinine. They're having Lamar chuck it downfield, twenty plus yard throws, like half the like half the plays. It's not a recipe for success. And meanwhile, the Chiefs they can stop the run. I'm sure they would have done it to some degree, but like that that had been their weaker part of their defense was the run game. The good, the really great part of their defense is the their secondary. So they definitely got out coached, and I don't. It, it, it did seem like the Chiefs. From the live game I saw and the highlights, it seemed like the Chiefs were the better team. So what the Ravens have won, two out of three, like you said, maybe, but like, I don't even know. Yeah, since you're bigger, a bigger Niffle head than I am, Niffleholic, are we, if Fanny's yeah. really wins another, another Super Bowl, are we safe? Like, is he one of those top, like, is he on a Mount Rushmore of coaching? Not just in the Niffle, but in general? No, in the NFL, NFL, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it's hard to address. It's hard to like people are going back to like Vince Lombardi and guys like that. Like so, but they're yeah, they're, they're, they still are great legendary because they paved the way, meaning they're the pioneers. So that's why they're legendary. But records are meant to be broken, right? So I don't know. 
what I'll say is I can't judge the older stuff. Like I, I have a hard time judging before I was watching the game. In my lifetime of coaches watching that the NFL, I would say might already be uh, at the top four rushing status. So, oh, so who's who's there with him? Bill, right? No, I guess you'd have to go Belichick. I mean, I guess there's a case to be made for Pete Carroll too. I don't know. I mean, he didn't have the first it, in New England. It wasn't that great. Right. Uh, and now he's retired. And the Seahawks just hired the youngest coach in the NFL. Now someone is my age. I saw that today. So they're going old to young because Carroll is the oldest, I think. I don't know, actually. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, who else would be up there? John Shula, obviously. Well, that's not really my era. It's, again, so I'm talking about the like like late 90s onward. It's basically what I'm talking about. So yeah, oh, yeah. definitely is because I can't even think. All right. So we're talking Dan Lillard with Tom Coughlin, Mike Shanahan. I mean, Mike Tom. Shanahan, I don't know if I would put, put, I mean, Harbaugh has been very consistent, even though he got out coach this game. But also, Harbaugh doesn't call offensive plays, and that was the issue. Maybe, so that's part of his responsibility, though, like it happened. Anyway, I was about to, you just said Shanahan. I don't know if I'd put him in the top four, but it does look like, unlike a guy like Belichick, who had, has not had a big successful coaching tree, it seems like Shanahan has like the, one of the best ones. You could look at Reed too. I think Reed has some too, but like Shanahan's coaching tree. Oh, and Reed Admiral gun all time. Uh, and what wins? Yeah, all time it wins. Yeah, in all is in playoff wins, but I can tell you, hold on, it's uh, nineteen, 19 years in playoffs and fourteen games, forty-one games, and twenty-five wins. He's twenty-five and sixteen in the playoffs. That's a pretty good record. That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically two-thirds of games he's won. Anyway, I was thinking about Shannon, though, like, they thought he was on son, who's back in the Super Bowl again, now as a Niners, Kyle, and, like, all these other, this younger generation, guys, like, in their late 30s to 40s now, a lot of these coaches, like, the tree's extending to, like, Green Bay, LA, all these places, like, he seems to have, I don't know what the system is, or just ability to find talent, but he's the best coaching tree, I think, right now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I guess... Since I was having a hard time even getting four consensus together for my generation, maybe maybe that shows that Reed should be up there. Which, uh, well, there's one thing I'm seeing right now. So I just clicked on and I sorted out by playoff games, just games, number of games. The most favorite playoff, playoff game, playoff. Bill Belichick at 44. The second highest is Andy Reed at 41. History in all time. That's amazing. 41 playoff game. That's crazy. I guess you'd say those two then are, are, are one and two for sure in whatever order. Like, good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Be... Mike Hogan brought it up. Hogan is yes. In terms of the area you're talking about, 24, John Harbaugh, 22, Pete Carroll, 22, Mike McCarthy, 22. Should be more than 18. Sean Pete. I mean, Todd Leonard Harbaugh and my, both the, the coaches of my two hate, most hated rivals, both very consistent, obviously, in the past two decades now practically crazy but you just said the playoffs uh that that's i think actually we got to get jim mora on their mount rushmore just for the playoffs quote because you know we're not talking it. playoffs about rushmore he's got well then i'm gonna i'm gonna put Earl edwards and dennis johnson on there too yeah you yeah, who thought they were was that da- dennis we love about the yeah I guess we're going into the quotes more now. I mean, so what do you think? Oh, I, I mean, we then we, I mean, we're talking coaches now, but getting back to quarterbacks, I guess, 
Brock Purdy actually impressed me a lot in that game. I was, I mean, I, some people are saying he should be an MVP candidate, which I was scoffing at. I think a lot of people were, like, compared to Lamar or some other guys, because uh, he has so many weapons around him and everything. But, I mean, he was scrambling around in this one. He was making pretty big plays, so I, I was actually pretty impressed with him, more so than I've been in the past. This QB rating was top for the league. He was 72. Um, yeah. And, and, like, I think I was just hating on him just because I hate the Niners, but I didn't really pay attention to Like, he doesn't seem... He just seems like a very good, manageable quarterback, but it seems that he's making what he plays now. Like, I saw his run against the Lions towards the end. That was a real backbreaker at the end there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think... I think Rob Purdy would be a third-string quarterback on any other team and still be as talented as he is. You mean, like, I think he fits what Shanahan's doing and 49ers. Uh, and I think he could even do it with the other backup quarterbacks he has on there. There's Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen. So, I don't know about that. You don't know? You don't know about Brandon Allen? Brandon Allen? I don't know about Brandon. Is that Tennis who was picked 2016, round six by the Jacksonville Jaguars, played for oh, Arkansas. Picked higher than uh, Mr. Owen and South Rock Party. Um, but yeah, so it should be interesting, Party versus Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It is the rematch of uh, that the one from a few years ago, but that was Jimmy G on the Niners. Party was the look. You, you, you no, know, right, right. Oh. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So that's the, the, the main difference this time around. I mean, I was the saying Pelabria wasn't on the team back then or anything. Same coaches, though, right? I guess it would be. Was he again? Obviously, Reed. And yeah, no, it would be the same coaching. So yeah, so coaching rematch for sure. We'll see. We'll we'll get into the game next on our next episode since there's the, the week in between off uh, with the Pro Bowl this weekend or Skills Challenge, whatever it is. Now we got to talk a little nibba because uh, I'm not a, I'm not going to meetings like I need probably should need to for my niffle addiction. Bulletin. I'm still I'm still watching some NBA. My Cavs are playing well, but how how about your Nets? How are you feeling there? I think they got a big uh, game against your old your old flame, unintended Suns. Well, well, I mean, your boys the Nets have had a lot of nail biting games as we documented last week, um, but they did pick up a huge W in a dominant fashion because this is what I said all year. I said that his team has a system if Ben Simmons is pushing up the ball. Ben Simmons, who has the same injury I had, he has a pinched nerve. I have a pinched nerve uh, from a car auto accident, so I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be an all-NBA player, former you know, second runner-up for defensive player of the year, and, and dating Kardashians. I know how it feels because I had the back. You know, people with back injuries can relate and empathy. Just for like, you know, 100%. Everyone, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have that life. I didn't have it, yeah. I didn't, I didn't live that life, but I could relate complete, you know. So I knew I knew that once my back started hurting uh, last couple of days, uh, from waking up with the dog sleeping on five different corners of the bed, you know, and as we get older and age, these are things that millenn- us millennials, older millennials are going to fake face. Older millennials, right? Yeah. Yeah, elder millennials. You know what it was five corner beds, huh? 
thoughts? I do. I do. Yeah. I also, I also have a, I also have a little, little ramp up, little steps, you know, for the dogs, but I, I tend to use it. Okay. I use them as well. Right. Yeah. Might as well. So what I was getting to is I can relate to Ben Simmons feeling like, yeah, Mr. Whammy from Nets games, you know, as old as Mr. Whammy, you know, Mr. Whammy. Who doesn't know Mr. Whammy? And he said he's going to come back. Originally, he was going to play the NBA G League, but they didn't do that. And he came back and he played against the Utah Jazz. And the Nets were three points away from their franchise buying total points for a game. After losing basically, I don't know, I think it was, they won one, two, three, lost, 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 lost. They, they lost seven out of eight, right? They beat the Lakers. And then they played the Rockets and won a nail biter, but they destroyed the Jazz. And it was like a completely different team. It was a team I was excited to watch earlier in the year when they started, when Ben Simmons was playing, because they don't have, they don't trust anyone with the ball to make decisions. Everyone wants to be a little passive because no one's been the dominant player on the team. That was Kevin Durant, that was Kyrie Irving, that was James Harden. So, you know, you have this problem, and maybe you can relate a little bit with, as a Cleveland Cav fan, you have Darius Garland, who was super talented, had the ball in his hand, then you had Donovan Mitchell, then you had Karis LeBerg, you had all these people that can make plays with the ball, but they're not making plays for other people, right? So that... Well, well actually, so actually, if we get into the Cavs for a hot second, Garland, I think, is coming back in their game tonight. 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 A long absence, like six. I'm excited to watch him. I, I don't like watching the Cavs that um, much without Darius Garland. Yeah. Well, and Mobley was out until last game for almost as long. Mm-hmm. So they played a long stretch um, without those two, but they did they did great in that time period. They were one of the hottest, best defensive team in the league in that time period and had a really good record. Your old friend, the fro, Jared Allen, has been playing at an all-star level part of it but Donovan, uh, Donovan Mitchell has been the facilitate has been facilitating a lot passing the ball around so when he's there without Garland he has sh- he's showing that he will do that and it's leading right. to a lot of success now with Garland back I don't know what they're going to do I think it could still work we'll see I think they need to stagger their time on the floor quite a bit um so one of them can be that primary ball handler and uh, it's not um you know, Mitchell just waiting to get open. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, if they start losing again, well, I think they're going to have to make some kind of move. And if you have an indecisive team, right? Like, say, if people are just during the Mikel Bridges one game, then Cam Thomas is blowing off. We know he can yeah. pull off. Then you have spotty shooting. Earlier, you had Dorian Finney Smith and Royce O'Neill shooting at 55% clip from three. Then they fell off to like 30 something. And that's going to happen throughout the season. You're not going to have anyone, you know, you're going to be confident in passing because these guys are missing their shots. So you keep on throwing it to the corners, but they're not as open as they seem. What Ben Simmons did was he takes the play time of our decision-making and shortens it at least by six or seven seconds because from the second he gets the ball and he runs down the court, there's already two wings on the corners open for threes or someone alongside him because he's the center pushing up the ball. We don't have that, and then and LeBron's the equivalent of that, right? Um, Jokic, Jokic is a different beast because he can pass over the top of God. You know that's fine. It's okay Embiid, but like we don't have a someone that's as big and strong that runs down the court at full speed with the ball that was playing center literally for defense the possession before. 
Like there's not many people like uh, that. Oh, uh, like Giannis. Giannis is one of the players. Yeah, and uh, but the Nets obviously I'm not. Ben Simmons is that person that is not. I don't expect him. Well, he's not playing center though. I mean, he's not defending. Yeah, him. Is he? He's, defend, he's defending the center position, and he oh. came off the play. He's back and center from Blackson, so he plays four and five. But on offense, yeah, on offense he switches to uh, you know the point guard. So yeah, yeah. the ball co- comes to him immediately. He doesn't. It's not an out the pass to your point guard. He is getting the ball, or Claxton's right next to him, and he's handing the ball. Actually, they didn't play together at all last game, but he had almost a triple double, dude. Like, I want something to be excited about, so I'm going to be. I sound super excited, but I also said this, knowing that what we played last three years because of the talent we had was ISO, Kevin Durant, ISO, Kyrie, switch, switch, pick and roll, uh, and then swing, swing to the open three, right and. There's no, even like more Dragic and other players were like, yeah, we don't do any practice. And all we do, all I do is to stand in the corner, right? Like, so, so like I can, I, we've all played ball with the person that just does not pass the ball, but that's the way they were getting their points because they're so offensively talented with Kyrie and Kevin Grant. We don't have one player. We have a couple players that are good, like a Karis LeVert, a Cam Thomas. We have Mikael Bridges. Cam Johnson's getting better. After that, it's, uh, was, oh, Lonnie Walker, he did good last year. Yeah, he's, he's good off the bench, too. The the game is so much fun to watch. Like, I know you hate the Warriors, but we will agree that watching Warriors basketball and how they played their getting all those three-pointers other than torturing the Cavs is probably one of the most fun ways to get one involved. Shoot, it was all, right? Hey, hey, Google. Sad. Yeah, I mean, it is, like you say, I, I mean, I'm too far gone into hitting mm-hmm. too much that I can't enjoy it in any fashion, really. But I see what you're saying. Well, you all, you like the running up some like the uh, yeah I do yeah, yeah. fifteen seconds or less the Dantonia the Dent hundred seconds or less yeah now wait, just on Simmons am I crazy or did he didn't previously do defend the five like on the on the sections that he he didn't had, have yeah yeah the beat yeah so oh, that makes sense our, our center depth is Blackson, Dayron Sharp and then Ben Simmons is the, the third five we have Harry Giles now but before we didn't have Harry Giles. So he's played the five defensively because people want him to switch. I don't know why they switch on Ben Simmons because that's like a dumb thing. Why would you? you want, he's a good defender. We get no one's ever said that Ben Simmons is a bad defender, right? So didn't he make like all defenses first his rookie year? Or yeah, yeah. And he has all all this treadway. He hasn't played all season, so now this is his season. So if there is some inspiration for the uh, for the the Nets to beat the Suns tonight. It will be based on this continuity, just new team, new new parts now, right now. They need a reverse revenge game on the rat, basically. The team versus the guy. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Nets clearly need to go up the next level if, is for Simmons to keep playing like I was describing and then to get a piece a Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. That can yeah. be that. Or could be him directly, maybe, but something like that, that can be that, you know, offensive firepower. Like, yeah, but I mean, maybe the Nets can look to get, I don't know, Bronny James, and then LeBron. Yeah, Ami. They got they get a draft Bronny, and then LeBron will come play for them. You know, from NBA NBA's invested, NBA NBA's invested into like kids that were um, sons of legends. Because like what, like Jordan's son, uh, I don't know. Like he he was garbage. So was uh, 
I mean, we don't know how good Serena Williams' kid's going to be at anything or Tiger Woods' kids are going to be at. So that's dumb to say that NBA teams should just like, just take these kids in because of their tenureship. I don't know what that word is called, but like, I, I don't know. I'm offended by your, your, well, you're going to upset. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Now I'm upset. Through. I mean, I was, I thought I was offering a tangible thing like time to get LeBron, but I guess that's not exactly what you need. You know what? It looks like I, on my Gmail, I got an invite to Blue Sky. So I'm going to join that today. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk about this. Wow. Right I'm really off. I'm I'm out of it. I mean, it was Ow. just a casual suggestion. Wow. We're I think I hope it's gonna go advertise for our show on Blue Sky at least because I don't think we have any presence there. Pod boys over there. Yeah, start that up now. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was a decent idea. Try to try to because LeBron has said he wants to play with his son, Bronny, in that NBA. So that might be a way drafting a guy that maybe isn't the gonna be what his father was, but. And doesn't have that skill. I don't know. It, it could be worth a try. I mean, there's something to be said, maybe you know, for the parents having that that talent naturally that it passes down genetics. I don't know. I now get so. Excuse okay. me. Did you say genetics? Oh yes, I did. Who is this caller? New caller under the show. New caller. Yes, I got this number. I was um, very interested in talking. And sharing my story about mm-hmm. how good of a pair I am to my oh, team. your pair, you know. Yeah. All right, we've got a pair on the show. They got our Google Meet number, which uh, I will meet. Yeah, yeah, I, I found it. I said, you know, I, I was talking to my friend Jen Nefurri. I was telling her that I think my kid is the best kid ever to talk. Let's talk. Oh, a lot. Well, a lot of parents are what think that. I guess. Oh, so are are you? I know a lot of a lot of parents do think that about my kid. I know it's oh. it's so crazy. So I figured this is a good chance for me to promote my kid. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you trying to get your kid into podcasting? Because you said they're good at talking. Oh, and you joined our pod. That's what you're looking. I hear it has so many podcasts. He's been on like every single show, like Joe Rogan, Lex Friedman, really? Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, he's Rogan Bang Bang. bang. Well, that's quite a crossover. Wow. Also, uh, Neil deGrasse ones, whatever that is. You know, uh, he's been a Ted Radio Hour. Uh, wait, wait, do not tell me? Freakonomics. What NPR's? Wait, wait, don't stop it. Wow. And and who is your son? And also, what was your name caller? I met maybe you said your friend was Jennifer. And my name is Stanley. Fanny, Fanny, yeah. Hey, you don't hear that uh, very often. Like you know, like yeah, I guess. Yeah, like Fanny May, you know. I actually oh. my full name. My full name is Fanny May, but I like oh. I like taking out the May part because then you're like looking at only my Fanny. I see. Wait a minute. Are you the Fanny May, and you have a you get it? A nepo, yeah. You have like Nepo baby now. I no, I get it. I do. Fanny, yeah. I hope you're not British, because that means something even different there. Uh, what does it mean? Oh, what? What does it mean? Well, and the states of Fanny is, you know, your backside. And in England, I think it, it's the front side. In fact, the underside, I guess, oh. the between the way. They're so gross over there, right? Like, all foreigners are gross. Oh. Oh, really? Uh, is that all, all non-U.S. citizens? So, not my, about my son. Okay. Uh, about your son. Fanny Mae, this is your son. So this is your Nepo baby right there. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Yes. My son's name is Freddie Mac. Okay. Oh, yes. I think I have heard of this. Yeah. Freddie Mac. And he's been on uh, Rogan all his pods. Wait, wait, don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you. Wait, wait, do tell me. I, I will tell you. Freddie Mac is probably the Mac daddy of all podcasts. And he's only a little kid. He's only a little kid. How old is he? Two. And he's been on all these pods? Yeah. Talking? Or has he just been, they've been talking to him and he's been making. I mean, anytime you hear something sounds a little scratch of the beard, you know, when you scratch your beard, that I do, you know, my co-host tells me I do do that too much. Get it. It's a very bad habit. You should really, really not do that for, for I got a title or medans or something. Yeah. But Freddie, Freddie has been, he's also good at that with that noise. Anytime someone says, ooh, you know, and it sounds like there's a lot of ooh, that's him making that noise too so oh we'll go going back to the beard one sorry fanny yeah. but does he have a beard like how's he making that noise this two-year-old yes my son is very hairy he doesn't have a full beard but like on his on his shoulders and back it's like sasquatch so he's just like this scratching his shoulders ready max squatch wow mm-hmm. is that what has anyone in all the brat well i uh, this is it yeah yeah his friends too only his close friends so out. Okay. This two year old's close friend. Well, I mean, this is interesting. I'm kind of wondering why he's not joining me here. Are you trying to set up a, a future booking since he's a big podcast? I mean, yeah. I'm, he's on so many other shows right now. I think he was doing a taping of the, the Today Show and The View uh, later. Crest or the actual show. The actual show. I mean, he's moved out to TV in, in the time oh. that we, we've just oh, that. Yeah. We missed him that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when, great. I've read and read when, when he had like some controversy and the paparazzis were always bothering us, you know, tell him to stop. I tell him to stop. But then I, you know, they also asked me some good questions. So I, I entertained the conversation, tell him how good Freddie Mac is with these noise, you know, on podcasts. And, and he, he does a good job also on on uh, soap operas, the daytime soap operas. Soap right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime a glass rot. Anytime the glass breaks, that's him. He does that sound. Yeah. Okay. So something is kind of like a foley artist called, right? Making the noises for these shows. He's only two. I don't know how foley foley is an artist. I don't not not fully an artist, but a foley artist. I mean, he's an artist for now, but he's working on probably getting to the NBA or that'd be it. Or starting his own Saudi slash Russian North Korean basketball league. He, he talks about that a lot too. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess based on what I know about you uh, and your, uh, your, you have, must have a lot of money with your company and everything. I would say that he probably has the best shot of the last long at uh, starting the league versus. I teach him. I'm very obsessed with getting him smarter and smarter and smarter. So I, I put yeah. a, you know, iPad taped to his chest with Velcro so he could just flip it out and just watch whatever I put on his pre list. So, you know, he's been studying the markets a little bit, watching a lot of Warren Buffett and in- interviews and stuff, or Cuban, Kevin O'Leary, all those guys, Shark Tank. He's into that. So he's picking up that knowledge. But now he's more into uh, 2000 uh, sport Will Barrel movies, specifically. You know, so we've been watching Blades of Glory, Kicking and Screaming, Semi Pro, Semi Pro, Talladega yeah. Night. That's the best one, probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
And so he saw Semi-Pro and he was so inspired by Jackie Moon owning the team and also playing them. That's what oh, he oh, I do. Yeah, he's well, got a, that's if you're a, if you're a, rich, a very uh, extremely wealthy, you know, billionaire or something with no discernible athletic talent, probably the best way you could get into a league is to buy the team and then make yourself a player coach or player owner or something. Is that the route Freddie's going to try? You're going to try to push Freddie into your I don't have to. I just, I just push him a little bit with these playlists and these algorithms that I set up uh, using, you know, ChatGBT and how to really wash my kid's brain. I mean, wash the surface of his knowledge and his curiosity, you know. Interesting. Inter- wash is not a term I've heard for that before specifically. It's talking about that. That's interesting. Yeah. It must be a rich person thing. So this is this was about me promoting my book now, and if you want to know, oh, it's, I just got a book deal right now. I just saw it on on uh, on X. It's saying I got a book deal. So if you want to learn more about how to really watch influence, right. influence your kid, influencing others, becoming an influencer. So influencing the influencing. Is this the title, or is that just the description? The title is probably going to be whatever sound or noise Freddie Mac says when he gets off set of today's show because you know like i know he has a lot of beef with uh hoda so really uh, yeah yeah have hoda's beef with this two-year-old running back well yeah heck so i wouldn't put it past it now i mean well thanks for joining us and getting that, that plug in that's that's uh nice i i'm not sure if you now will be happy or not that he missed your uh popping in here because he was kind of kind of starved off but i wonder if he'll be like this idea maybe not but what do you think about trying to purchase the nets from Joe side and then giving the team to Freddie back your son and then he can be that player owner or you could purchase the team Fanny and he could be the player coach or just the player on it and then he could play with Ben Simmons you know Ben Simmons can uh, do what Dom was talking about and Freddie uh, can try to fill in that that missing offense with it. you're saying that because of all my, my book deal, my success of, of being a good parent, you know, on TikTok and everything, yeah, that turned my kid into a super influencer, megastar, uh, slash fortunes, slash fully entrepreneur. You think that's acceptable in today's age to just give them a position at a high without like any experience in doing it? Sure. I mean, if you have enough money, anything's acceptable. So I would like. You're right. It is. And, you know, I'm actually start selling these new bracelets, you know, right here. Little bracelet action here. It looks like a controller here, but like, you know, it's a little bracelet. These are what I call the Nepo chain. Nepo chain. And why is that? It's a Nepo chain. So you can accessorize it on the bracelet or like you can wear it on your neck. And it basically, it's a, a way to signify that. Even though whatever you're doing, like whether it's a show, playing basketball, whatever, and even though you may be really terrible at it, don't forget that you come from greatness and everyone should treat you the same as they treated the great person. That's why Brandon Lee got shot in the crow because everyone loves, you know, Bruce Lee dying. So they, they shut up the same way. Well, I never thought about it that way. Oh, man. Well, yeah, that's too bad if you if you're 
parent was famous for getting killed young. That's not the kind of Nepo chain you want to be rocking around with, but although hopefully that didn't happen to the Freddy, because I guess here's no, I'm not worried about Freddy. Freddy's probably going to have several name changes and sex changes. He's becoming like an all power knowing being, and will probably start his own cult or church by in a couple weeks or so. So I'm not worried about that. But what I was saying is that Kurt Cobain's daughter is older than Kurt Cobain now and is engaged to Tony Hawk's son. Mm, I had heard about that. That is interesting there. So you're talking about the person that was on the cover of one of the greatest skateboarding video games of all time and games on PlayStation or Dreamcast, which is amazing, is marrying a person's album cover or a lead singer of of an album cover while the baby was naked in the water. And they're supposed to just be great because of their names. And people aren't treating them the same and saying like, oh my God, when are you going to make the next Nirvana song, you know? Or when are you going to make another Tony Up? They're not saying that to those kids and they need to be. We need to tell like society they have to duplicate greatness. Okay. Otherwise, a Nepo chain is going to be broken and there's no more Nepo babies going to benefit from it. All right, you want to keep that chain going. Never break the chain. Like we, we know they should suggest that for their their engagement photos, Tony Hawk's son should get naked and do the pool, like the baby in the pool, and do the. And Francis Bean Cobain should like be a, do a skateboarding trick and calm that. And what do you cross tram pilot? What do you think um, Blanket would do? Blanket uh, Jackson. Is that still their neighbor? Did they get a name change? But oh. I hope they got several name changes. Uh, they would hang. They would hang. Yeah, and yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how big yeah, it These have to be recreated. They just have to be recreated. If it doesn't happen, you know, then what's the point of having these babies? Why would you have it? Well, it's just to have uh, just to procreate life, and you know, next generation. I, I guess. so stupid. You should and be wearing your baby just like you wear these nipple chains that I'm selling. You can find me on TikTok. I'll have a live. Uh, shopping show going on. Uh, I got some signed autographs. Could you guys sign some stuff and send it over to? Sure, sure. I will. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know about Enam, Padnam, but I mean, I'll sign for him, I guess. I'm, well, his signature on things, uh, birch checks, all kind of stuff. So that's no problem for me. Uh, oh, yeah. That's fine. That's fine, too. Well, I'm going to go now because my son has just been casted for Amasad, too. Wow. Didn't know they're making that. Spielberg back at it with another sequel. He's done with it. Yeah, and John sequels now. Fun, fun fact. Amasad 1 was filmed in uh, Connecticut in Old Sandbrook. And I believe uh, Pod Nam's cousin worked on the set. So that's that's really exciting. A fun fact for you should know. Uh, I don't know. About, I don't know. Fanny, if you know what fun facts mean but based on that one, but okay, well, thanks for telling me. Yeah, great. Wow. Well, all right, th- there she goes. Well, that was interesting. I didn't expect a, a Fanny Mae herself to call in, and she's very clearly passionate about how the next generation should act specifically. Well, interesting. I mean, it really puts my whole Pratty and James idea into perspective, I guess. And maybe it will for Pratty. Hey, Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah, not going to be right. Hey, man. Yeah, sorry, I got a little heated there. You know, I just yeah, that was 
you know, like I'm just so sick and tired of all these shows that are like others. Oh, you got Dakota Fanning and the Marvel Universe. Like she's a and that's Dakota, Dakota Johnson. She was a Nepo baby, Johnson. right? Like I and guess she's, she's, uh, please she's don't destroy any comedy teams. Basically, both of those dads are like yeah, the guy from SNL or whatever from yeah. Uh, you got Elizabeth Olsen. You know her sisters. You know were were like. Haunted by paparazzi, and she just gets to be the best. She's a Nebo's sister, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she just gets to be one of the most intriguing characters, and probably one of the best Marvel series ever created, or even TV shows ever created visually. Really good show. Yeah, very talented actress, but obviously all nepotism. They are. Yeah, I mean, and then and then you're talking about like Ronnie James. If it's Bryce Ronnie James, it's like. Literally, that's LeBron James Jr., right? Like, but they call him Bron. Is his name Government LeBron James Jr.? I think so. I don't know if this middle name's the same. Does that have to be to be a junior? I don't know. Or that's the second or something. Well, oh, I'm not, this is why you got heated, though. No, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm very upset about it. Yeah. But you paid off. Must have cooled off since he came. Because, you know, I realize not all Nepo babies are bad and eventually land where they're supposed to be, right? Like Marcus Jordan. He landed with Scotty Pepin's ex-wife. Yeah. So they're on that, that show the traitors that I and I are watching right now. Well, are they? Yeah. Although spoiler, he gets killed very early because people think he's he's smart. The traitors. But it is very weird. Yeah, they <laughs> we don't have time. We're wrapping things up. I was gonna wrap things up before he came back. I don't have time to get into that old very strange Marcus Jordan situation. Well, yeah, listen, I guess we can. That Nepo stuff is a hot debate topic, and we'll get back into it again in a future episode, and maybe you won't start off. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe you will. Maybe I will. You never know what's going to happen on Ball Banter over here. But what you do know is we'll be back next time talking the NFL matchup. Sheets, Niners, repeat. Let's see. We'll see where our Cavs and Nets are at that time, too. And who knows what else we'll talk about or what people will pop in. Until then, stay subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound Network. We out here. Eat. Getting calm and got shit on hearts. Pod Boys Productions.